box, office, refund, box office refund podcast. Hello and welcome to box office refund podcast. I'm Nico Bell. And I'm Ward. And we review low rated movies. And decide if the critics were wrong. All right, Ward, how you doing? I just like watching this whole thing. Will I ever enjoy anything ever again? Is this it? Well, uh, I would agree. I mean, we watched Secret Obsession. All right, let me jump in. How are you oh. doing? <laughs> Great. Thank you so much for inquiring. <laughs> we watched Secret Obsession. This is 2019. You can find it on Netflix. A Netflix original. It was so good. They're like, we got to put our name on A this. Netflix original. Recuperating from trauma, Jennifer remains in danger as she returns to a life she doesn't remember. Well, that's not a very good description at all. That's the one on IMDb, but that, do- that leaves out you know a little bit about it. I mean, she basically... Um, let's see if I can find... Okay, when Jennifer wakes up with amnesia, amnesia after a traumatic attack, her doting husband cares for her, but she soon realizes that the danger is far from over. I like that one better. This was a... This was a not a good movie. This was not a good movie. Wait a minute. It got picked this way. You asked me for recommendation. I was like, oh, let's see what's coming out on Netflix recently, because there's always a stinker on there. And I saw this, and I saw the description, like, yep, this is gonna be a good one for the podcast. And boy, was I right. This is a terrible yeah. movie. Like, I mean, it's just, there's like bad movies, and this really is like, you know, you see bad movies? Watch this. You're going to top it. Oh, man. It's just, it's aggravatingly bad. It's pointedly bad. Like, there's no way. I, I can't believe someone's like, yeah, we're making a good movie here. Like, we got something. There's no way people thought that while making this movie. It, it was just, I, I feel bad for the writer of this movie. I don't know what was going on. It was very disjointed and too many ideas, and nothing really worked, and there was no tension. And everything was predictable. I, I just, I don't know. There, somebody should have sat this writer down and been like, "Look, like this is really bad. Like, this, how did it get from a rough draft all the way to a Netflix original? Like, that's what I want to know. How, how did that happen? I can't get published. <laughs> and this well, person, I think, it, I think it must be like this. Um, I think people are just too afraid to sit the writer down. And be like, look, this may be your life dream, but sooner. <laughs> It, it just had no tension, is really what it was. It was so... It had no anything. There's no redeeming quality about this movie. Like, char- like the characters are garbage. Like, any you know, like, the husband. The instant you see him, you know he's bad, because the way he acts, the way he drinks, like, everything about it, like, you knew there's going to be something about him. What? Okay. And let's... If everything bad about this movie, I think the worst part of this movie is the music. Oh. The music is very annoying. It's, like, just in your face and so intrusive. And, like, it robs scenes of tension. He's like, oh, well, this, something bad's going to happen because the music is it, not telling me it's going to happen. It's blasting my face. It's like a giant trumpet war movie, and it's garbage sound. Okay, so let's talk about just the premise of this because it's in an... <laughs> no, no, let's just shut it down here. Let's just save ourselves it's in trouble. an Go. amnesia movie and an obsession movie. And there's only so many ways those type of movies can play out. So even before watching even the trailer, you know that either one, the husband is going to be the villain, two, she is going to be the secret villain. Maybe she had an affair and like the person is going to come after her, but she can't remember it. Or three, there's going to be like a completely different third party red herring type of situation. Like there's really only so many plots that this can do. And it started by showing us what caused the amnesia. And I feel like that was its first mistake. Because when you set it up, we know that she's being hunted. 
we know that there's a man with a knife and he's going after her and he causes the accident and she ends up in the hospital. So we already have sort of this idea of that, like, somebody is after her. So she can't really be the villain in it. So that kind of takes away that one idea. So now I'm thinking, okay, well, it's either going to be the husband is really the villain or he's not really the husband. And that's really the only two things we've got going on. And then they never developed that red herring line very well. So we knew from the very start that the husband was, something was up with him. And then we find out halfway through the movie that he is not the husband. Like we are, all of the suspicion is confirmed. He's not her real husband. He's holding her captive. And we still have an hour left of the movie. What is the point of revealing the biggest reveal this movie could possibly offer to us halfway through and then forcing us to sit and watch her, like, look right, look left, look up, look down, and hobble down a staircase for an entire hour? It just wasn't put together well, you know? Like, just, it just wasn't, I don't know. It, yeah. The whole structure of the movie was out of place. This movie is the little engine of food, that ba- like the little engine of food of bad movies. Like it just does not stop. I constantly was checking out the time. Oh. Left. Like, how is there still an hour left in this movie? How is there forty-five minutes left in this movie? How is there thirty minutes left in this movie? This movie just does not stop, and it's so terrible. I mean, like even the very first, like you know, I get when an enemy rush is being chased. You know what? Very start and this ominous music was just so obvious. Something bad was happening. I hated it. You know, we've got the whole, like, she's being chased. It's being shot, kind of like horror movie style, where the guy, like, never runs. Yeah. He walks really slowly. And, you know, she's running at 50 miles an hour. And she's a track star. She can't escape it. You know, he's, like, walking. Like, you know, he pulls out lawn chair, falls down in that lawn chair, you know, works <laughs> some hot dogs, gets back up. He's still two feet away from her. There's a phone booth in this movie. And, like, it makes, like, the set, like, where this phone booth is in relation to where, like, where the scene's taking place makes no sense. In fact, there is a phone booth. Makes no sense. The fact that I believe she tried to call someone on the phone booth. How does she not have a cell phone? Then she has a cell phone later in the movie. And then her car doesn't start. Like, the car not starting is just, it's terrible writing. But it's not that, oh, he, you know, cut some wires in the car. Like, he did something to make it not start. No, it just so happens that this is the time the car doesn't want to yeah. start. And I hate it. And then I'm going to jump like a little bit ahead and then jump back. We see her get hit by a car. And then we see a man rush to her. We see two men next to him. We see three men at her side. Five minutes later, a cop is interviewing the guy. He's like, yeah, there's nobody else. I was the only one at the scene. No, you weren't, man. I just saw two other people. It's not, that guy saying that's not even the bad guy, was it? Wasn't it like just yeah. like a random mm-hmm. dude? I was like, movie, it's been five minutes. Like, you can't create a mistake this big. And they're like, it's not like there's hiding anything. It was just bad writing. Like, they just, they just missed yeah. it. And I don't know if they didn't care, but I thought, because okay, at first of all, I, saw it, I was like, okay, there's something to this. No, it's just, it's just I bad. think that's what it is. Like, for the first half of the movie, there were moments when there could have been, things could have been developed better. Like, you have that weird guy with the flowers that came in to visit her at the hospital, and he was the one driving the red Corvette. And I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe this guy. Red Cadillac. Oh, sorry, Cadillac. Uh, and I was like, okay, well, maybe this guy is a bad guy. And wouldn't that be interesting? Because now I'm not sure. Is it the fake husband or is it this guy in the red car? Like, who's the bad guy? But they dispel that so quickly. Like, you get 15 minutes of like, ooh, I wonder who he is. And then 
it just tells you who he is. And he dies. Like, there's just no buildup ever. It just, it's a straight A to Z movie with no twists and turns. Which is... Yeah, and you know, like, the three guys in the scene. Like, she's being chased, she's in her car, it's winched, it's being drugged, and she walks five feet, gets hit by a car. Three guys on the scene there. None of them saw a thing. You didn't see this truck towing her car across the park. You see her being chased by that. Like, like the the physics of where these things are in space, it is not complete. And that that is that is microcosmos movie. Like how all these things interlock or don't interlock. There's just no bearing in space that like is, none of it works. None of this movie works. And like even the main crux of this. When I found out because I had so many ideas, and I can't wait to get to some of them. Some of them are really fun. Of what this movie could be. And then we get to the end, I'm like, oh, that's what Secret Obsession means. Why am I so overwhelmingly underwhelmed by this yeah. movie? I really think that they shouldn't have done that whole opening scene. I think it would have been so much better if they started in the hospital with, I'm just going to say the husband. He's not, but we'll say. With the husband sitting beside her, holding her hand, saying like, you know, Jennifer, are you okay? You've been in a car accident. Like, let's start there. Let's not even start with this chase because then. Well, yeah, I'll give them credit though because you know what this movie, you know what said it could have committed. It could have had like sort of her in the hospital waking up and then cutting back to, yeah, you know, like uh, five hours previously. Yeah. You know, like, oh gosh, so been awful. Do that thing and it's terrible. So that movie, if they'd opened like you just wanted them to, they would have pulled that trope because they're just that. Oh big. my gosh, that would have been terrible. Uh, as is, <laughs> um, she's brought to the hospital. The husband arrives, um, but that's it's also when we start to see that there's that other guy there. Okay, I don't even I don't even know how to break this movie down because there's so many things that just got missed opportunity that got dropped along the way. This other guy got this whole plot got dropped along the way. Because he is apparently, okay, in my mind, this other guy who was supposed to be the red herring, who failed at it, was a private investigator hired by an unknown source, we never find out, to inquire. What? Are you talking about the guy with the beard? Oh, the, wait, yeah, the guy with the red car? In the Cadillac. He's a PI? Where did he go? Okay, this is what I inferred. Because he comes to the hospital and they ask, who are you and what do you want? And he's like... I just want to know how the girl is who got in the accident. And they're like, why? Are you family? He's like, no, I'm an inquiring party wants to know or something like that. So I was thinking, okay, well, he must be like looking for her because when the husband goes and attacks him, like it just seemed to me, okay, what, <laughs> looking, what did you think he was? No, no. Um, I thought inquiring party wants to know. I was like, man, this movie's just so stupid. That's the dumbest link you put. And then when he got killed... Right, well, I mean, we're jumping, Did but... I Did I just drop a bombshell? Oh, no, listen, I'm so sorry I ruined the movie. Because who else would he have been but a private investigator? But if he was a private investigator, who hired him? Because her real husband is dead, her parents are dead, her friends are dead. Like, he is killing off every single person. So, if he... You're thinking way too hard about this. That The movie didn't think that hard about it. It's just movies like, oh, man, we need to create some tension. Yeah, let's just throw this dude in there. Like... He's nothing because there's there's no depth. He was just like a random a person who thing. knew she was in an accident yeah. and just wanted to make sure, like a. Well, he was a witness. At, he was a witness in the scene. Oh, that's disappointing. Because there's three dudes there, even in the movie, like forgets that five minutes later. He's just a witness. When that that was, I mean, again, 
I paid attention to the first half of this movie, so I got that part down. I saw this witness. He just, you know, girl got hit by a car, um, and he just missed the guy terrorizing her. And he wants to see what she's doing. And then he got killed because the husband just has all well, all witnesses, even though the witness doesn't know a thing. Oh, well, I think he was just jealous. And, but really, what well, I think that also is that, like, we kind of had some suspicion about the husband, but that was like, ooh, bombshell. He just exactly. murdered a man. Like, it's just, it's, it's, the writers didn't think, all right, how does all this fit together? How does this leave a fabric that's the story? It's just, oh, we need to throw this person in there. How do we present this man as devious and, like, something sinister? Let's just have him kill somebody. Who do we kill? Oh, well, we can't. We don't have enough money to hire another actor. So let's just have him kill somebody so everybody on the screen. Because I guarantee you, in any other movie, um, the best part of this movie is Dennis Hayes. In any other movie, he would have had a partner. And I guarantee you, the only reason they have a partner is they just couldn't afford to hire another actor for this movie. I guarantee you that's the Probably. Story. Wow, that kind of makes me and sad. I just have to say, I feel sorry for Haysbert, man. Dennis Haysbert was the president of the United States. He was in Heat. He was in Major League. Dennis Haysbert is a very good actor. And he's in this. And I don't know, man. I mean, like, sometimes you just take a paycheck. And, like, I can wait for you for that. I still feel tired. So he's the detective, correct? And he's the yep. detective whose daughter went missing. A long time ago, and he's never really yep. gotten over it. Although he magically gets over it and stops looking for her at the end of the movie. I would rather have watched a movie of him trying to find who killed or took his daughter and then getting vengeance for it. Like, I would much rather have seen that movie right. than this movie. I wanted somehow for it all to tie together. Like, maybe this crazy guy was, like, involved in this daughter's disappearance. Like, that's kind of what I thought would happen. Oh, that would have been really cool. Because, oh, can you even layer that with, like, this guy, I don't know, I mean, he's definitely a sociopath, but, you know, they usually start small and work their way up. Like, like, using your idea, like, maybe somehow, maybe he didn't directly kidnap her, but he maybe knew somebody or was, like, involved in this kind of circle of crazy like people like that. They're deep, like, really cool. That's what I thought was going on. And I was so disappointed with how it ended that he just gave up. Because if your kid is missing, like, that's an understandable chip on your shoulder situation. One that you would never get over. But he gets over it without ever finding any evidence or anything like that. It's just, it's weird choice. Because they could have made him, like, a drunk cop. Like, maybe he botched evidence on a case or something. And the bad guy got away. And they could have done that trope. And that would have been just as much background developing as a missing daughter. And that one wouldn't have left me so disappointed and hollow at the end of the movie. You know, like they didn't have to have the missing daughter. They could have just had him mess up an, a really important case. And that would have been perfectly fine. And I, I just, it was weird. It was just unsettling the choices that they made along the way in this movie. Um, we're jumping all over the place, which is totally fine. But I, I just... Yeah, I feel like this, that they had all the pieces to a movie, and then they got a toddler to jam the pieces together, and they don't fit quite right. I think even that's giving the movie too much credit. I mean, it's not that they had all the pieces, it's that they've seen movies that have had the pieces together. Like, alright, yeah, I've seen movies, I know all the pieces, I know how this works, and they try to put the pieces together, but just because you've seen a movie and you know what the pieces are, doesn't mean you make them fit. I mean, like, because the amnesia thing, that's a tough one to pull off. And I'll give the movie credit that I thought the way they presented the amnesia, I didn't instantly think, well, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, I was like, all right, I'll buy this amnesia thing. Like, it sounds kind of good. Like, I'm not fully on board. But like, 
I'm on board enough to keep watching the movie. Like, I thought they did a decent job with that. So I just thought, like, oh, yeah, she got hit in the head really hard and she's amnesia. Well, that's not how amnesia works. Yeah. I mean, but it's definitely not. Because she like, remembers certain things. She doesn't remember that her parents are... Well, oh, no, I'm sorry. Her parents weren't actually dead. He killed them. But she remembers things from the past. But she doesn't remember her husband. But she does remember, like, being married. She just doesn't remember the face of her husband or something like that. So, yeah, that's not exactly, I would imagine, how amnesia works. So we'll, we'll go with that, though. We'll take give her some liberties with that, because it's setting up the movie. But then, okay. I just, I didn't like the writing at all. This really, what this felt like was kind of a soap opera episode stretched to try and be an hour and a half. I mean, so much of this just feels like a soap opera. Like, the way, because, like, the way these scenes are set up, the way their attempt to, like, get an emotional response from me is just very soap opera, like, very heavy-handed. And, like, the music... Yeah, it's just, if, if you don't quite know what to think, the music will tell you how you should feel. Like a big trumpet blast in your face. It's really, like, the music was really off the Or Not that some of the music was score. Right. Yeah, it really was. And, um, okay, let's kind of delve in. They wake up in the hospital. He is there. He says he's the husband, and he shows her pictures, and they're all together. Now... They don't do, we learn out late, find out later as well, that they don't do any blood tests. They don't get, like, birth certificates. They don't do anything. They just take his word for it that she is married to this man. And he had a picture. And a picture. Come on, he had a picture. Right, exactly. Which. Checks out for me. I mean, that concerns me as a human being. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, dear. I, I hope that never happens. <laughs> like, they just take his word for it. And they're like, okay, you can go home. And she kind of takes his word for it pretty quickly, too which is also very concerning. Uh, but okay, sure. So they go home. Let me... No, you know what you'd be concerned about, though? The thing you should be concerned about is that he is able to get from the front of the hospital all the way to the operating room, no yeah. barriers. That is what's yeah, concerning. Just saying, yeah. He should not be able to get through a hospital that quick. There should be some locked doors. Oh, there somewhere. are. That was another thing. I actually remember thinking, like, there are security doors in hospitals. You can, you absolutely cannot get through. I mean, you need to talk to people, and they need to do their little skinny cards. Like, this is totally unrealistic. But he gets all the way through, um, yeah, and sees her and takes her home. I just want to say to her physicality, um, she has a limp and she has a bad ankle, and that is going to play a role this entire movie as she hobbles from this point on for literally the rest of the movie. All the way to the final scene, this girl is hobbling. Drove me crazy, but okay. They pull up to this huge, huge, huge mansion, which he makes up some sort of, I don't know, story about it being in his family for a really long time. Um, I'm assuming he killed the owners, is what I gathered. No, um, isn't that... Uh, or it's hers, or some... No. No, this is... I mean, I might be wrong. I'm going to tell you my understanding. And you know that quit paying attention up again. Because I'm just going to tell you how little I care. When the husband murders that yeah. witness, I'm like, oh, wow, that would be a really big scene if I cared at all about anything in this movie. I don't care, so this doesn't even matter. This is just still over me. Because I'm being required to watch this because I have a podcast. Um, so the house, Dennis Haysbert, I don't know how Dennis Haysbert finds the house and realizes, like, this is good, but he goes, like, on the front door, there's this little um, sign that says, the, not the Allens. What's their fake name? I don't, whatever her, the fake yeah. name is. Um, he pulls up the sign, and I thought it was, what are the in, not the intern, the fake husband, his name is Ryan something. And I thought it was his last name in the house. So I, th- I assumed it was like his house or his parents' house. That's my understanding. Am I right? I don't know. 
But after watching the movie, that's an understanding. I really sad. don't know whose house it was. Um, I, I think it was his or his parents, or he bought. That's I think so. I'll, I'll I say just that. know that he offers her a downstairs guest room because she has like broken her ankle, and she's like, "No, I want everything to go back to normal as quickly as possible. Let's go up this ginormous staircase that's going to be the villain in the movie." And he carries her up and sets her up in the master bedroom. Um, I can't stand how many times I had to watch her hobble up and down that staircase, that ginormous staircase, in real time. I gotta tell you, with like the fourth (laughs) time she was at the top of that staircase, I was like, there's no way that they're gonna make me watch her go down that staircase one more time. Yep, mm mm-hmm, yep, hobbling down, yep, gotta go all the way down, yep, nope, we're not gonna cut, we're just gonna, oh, yeah, uh uh-huh, every single step, yep, great. Uh, oh my gosh. Like that that's kinda like how this movie works. And the the people making this, they just don't understand what should and shouldn't be shown in a movie. And that is apparent time again. But you know what a parts that were doing this movie for me? I was so hoping, you know as you said, she was at the top of the staircase multiple <laughs> times. And I was so hoping she was gonna hop on that round and slide down. It was so, like I feel like especially when the guy was chasing her and she had to escape clean, like, hop on the rail, hop on the rail. And she never does it. And I just that wouldn't have fixed the movie. But it'd been like at one point, like, yeah, this movie's pretty Oh my gosh, cool. that like, would have been amazing. That would have been amazing. Well, you know, because I really thought, like, there's a very cool dynamic. You have this woman who has amnesia, and she has a husband. And they're complete strangers. So I was like, okay, like, this could be like a, a more serious, like, 50 first dates kind of thing, where, how you know, how do you rekindle what they mm-hmm. used to have? There's nothing. Like, they don't even do anything with that. I mean, because even when that dynamic of their strangers becomes a little more sinister, where he kind of... Now, in essence, he sexually assaults her. Not very strongly, but, you know, minor, I don't know, minor sexual assault. I don't know how you phrase that. But, like, you know, they're in bed, he kind of grabs her. It's very forceful kind of, like, you know, she needs to um, push her daddy yeah. to that degree. And I was like, all right, that's a very interesting dynamic. I mean, they're strangers, and she realized, like, his feelings are justified. Like, he wants his wife. He wants her in a sexual way. Like, I get that feeling. Like, the way he expresses that is just so stupid because this movie's stupid. But, like, she didn't really do anything with that. And, like, I want to see her do something with that. Like, you know, some kind of conflict of, like, I get why he would want that. And, like, even she should be a sexual being, so she should want some of that, too. But with her saying, like, well, there's strangers, though. Like, you just can't, you gotta, like, I don't know. Like, there's just, I wanted more to that. Like, that's a very cool dynamic. The movie does not Well, there's it. multiple times where stuff like that happens. That's one time. There's a time where she wakes up in the middle of the night and he's not there because he's burying a body in the garden. And she looks out and she sees him digging in the moonlight. And you would think, okay, well, tomorrow she's going to hobble her way down that staircase yet again and go yeah. into the garden and see what he's bearing. Nope. Nope. We're just not even going to worry about that. Don't worry about it. A little nighttime guarding, totally normal. There's a time when the first time he locks her in the bedroom and she uses a bobby pin to get out. You would think she'd be super concerned about the fact that her husband just locked her in the bedroom. Like she would, I don't know, leave immediately. Nope, she doesn't do anything like that. She's fine. She's just going to go down and like look at the computer or something like that. Like there were multiple times where I'm like, oh, okay. So we're just, we're just going to accept this as is. Perfect. <laughs> that bobby pin pickle-locking, completely inaccurate. Like, and it wouldn't even be that hard to like, they didn't even try to make it seem accurate. And it don't have to be exactly right, but at least try. Yeah. I mean, you can't... And she could have done it with one bobby pin, you know, to make it look... Sorry, they didn't even try. Right? It, stupid. And, okay, so at one point I thought, okay, maybe this is like a a dark, overboard-type movie. Like, you know, like, overboard, Kurt Russell, I mean, he gets the woman, 
like he yeah. likes her, but it's also kind of you know used to his advantage, and that's a crime, <laughs> kids. Well, okay, maybe it's that. Like, all right, maybe like this is this is the game, Ooh. but it, it's this weird like sex thing where it's the game going wrong. It's like like you know her fantasy was I want you to attack me and chase me. Like it's a, it's a weird sex thing, but is the sex thing going wrong? So then he's like, is she playing the game or is she for real? Like, does she really not remember me? Or like, maybe she, I don't know. That could have been something. I had a lot of ideas about how this yeah. could have gone. All of them better than what we got. I also love that he has a camera watching her in the master bedroom. Like, we see him on his computer and there's a hidden camera somewhere in the master bedroom. We see that scene once, the fact that he has a hidden camera. That's it. Which landed credibility to my six. There you six go. Camera. But like, he's only, he only saw it once. He didn't use it any other time. She is breaking out of that room every single day <laughs> and hobbling down those staircases every single day. And he never checks the feet any other time. It's just, it's just silly. And it's just like, if you're, if you're not going to do anything with it, don't put it in the movie. I mean, this movie is only 97 minutes long, so I understand the need for some filler, like, you know, staircase walking. But like, we have to at least be somewhat logical because she was doing a lot in that bedroom trying to figure out a plan to get out, and he could have been watching the whole thing, and he's like, nah, I just check it in that one time. She's sleeping. All good. What? You know what I love about this movie? Like you said, she tries to bring out every day, and after, he catches her every time. It's like, uh, five minutes later, she's like, oh, you know, I think the way to do this is to make him think I'm in love with him. And so every time he's like, okay, I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> this time I believe that you're not going to bring it out. And it happened so many times, I thought, this has to be a joke. Like, surely the filmmaker's don't expect me to take this seriously. She's broken out half a dozen times, and she's like, oh, Ryan, now I remember. Now I love you. Okay, cool. I'm going to leave a lighter yeah. here. Here's a crowbar. I'm going to leave a gun over here. I trust you. It's just, it's so beyond stupid. There's just no way they made this and thought, yeah, man, this this is good. People will buy this, because this makes sense. If you break out so many times, he'll, he'll yeah. believe her. Gosh, he just dumb. keeps bringing her back up into that bedroom and locking her in. No problem there, guys. Yeah. And then they try to do some stuff on the side. Like, they try to have the cop who's, you know, investigating. And he, he starts putting together some pieces. He talks to the nurse. And the nurse is like, oh, you know what? We never checked his ID. We never did blood work. We never did anything like that. We can't get in touch with her parents. You know, like, he's starting to get a little suspicious. The nurse is starting to get a little suspicious. Which I thought was pretty neat. I was like, okay, maybe the nurse could have a role in this. She does not. Uh, and then he starts trying to, like, track down friends. And he starts uh, going to their office. And we get the idea, finally, we see, like, oh, okay. Like, okay, she got married to some dude. And that dude um, is not the one that picked her up from the hospital. And once that's revealed, once he goes, the cop goes and gets the security footage and we see the non-husband that fake husband coming and getting her from the hospital that's seriously like i chime checked it's halfway through the movie and at that point i, I like seriously ask why am i watching the rest of it because if they you know like i just don't think they understood what type of movie because you can have a really good obsession movie where we know that he's obsessed the whole time like that series you on netflix we know he's a villain we know he's obsessed but that had me, like, on the edge of my seat the entire time I watched it. You know, that was fascinating. But, like, this one, 
It's like they started off like, okay, we're going to be like a mystery obsession movie. And then they're like, you know what? No, let's not do a mystery obsession movie. Let's do one where we know who the villain is, but we're going to focus on her escaping. Let's have that type of movie. And you can't have those two types of movies in one. <laughs> like, it just spoils everything. It spoiled the fun. So, I, I don't know. It was, oh, it was rough. That was rough. The movie's amateur. It's just amateur. But I will say, like, whenever I see a movie like this, I always think, you know, I've written some screenplays. I know, right? <laughs> I, really need, I need to push a little harder because if this movie can make it, I know I can make it. I know I've written something. It honestly, and I, I mean, this is kind of mean, and I feel bad, but it really feels like a rough draft. It, it is what my stories are like the first time I write them, and I haven't had anybody look them over and, you know, get a red pen and scribble all over yeah. it. I will challenge you on that, though. I guarantee that even your rough drafts, like, have some cool moments in them somewhere. Like, this doesn't even, like, have those, like, cool little victories. It doesn't even No, have. it really doesn't. There's the scene where he fought. Oh, there's, there's a little that? victory. The game changer for the detective. You remember the game changer for the detective? Was? And I love this, because this is, like, the level of, like, thought and depth that he puts into it. The back tattoo. Her back oh, tattoo my gosh. That back tattoo. Oh, my gosh. So... Am I? Oh, her back tattoo, it means that's her last name. And it just so happens that the only A back tattoo we put out means Alan. Like, it, like there might as well be giant signs the detective is following to get to the clues. It's awesome in the dumbest way possible. So am I to believe that that tattoo artist only uses that one specific font on that one specific letter on her body, and he is never, ever tattooed with that font? No. Any other letter in the history of his tattoo artistness. <laughs> I mean, would you get a tattoo of your last name on your back? Like, oh, just in case I like, forget my last. Like, why would you get your last name? I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, that was that was really. I bad. Mean, if, yeah, I forgot all about that. That was really bad. You know, been really cool if her back tattoo was like her name across her shoulders, like Alan, and then like number six, like it's a jersey on the back. <laughs> that would be a cool back tattoo. Like that would have oh, fit man. this movie. I hope. <laughs> Wait. Oh, wait, she played a sport. I'm going to have to go through every sport to figure out who she is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But what's so stupid about the obsessionness of it is that this guy worked with her and, well, I guess it's not, it's kind of a creepy, that he worked with her, he never said anything to her. It sounds like he never had any actual interactions with her. Uh, That's my Yeah, favorite. like he never, I mean, seriously, like zero interactions besides lurking in the background. So, I don't, I don't know, like, what they were going for with him. Like, what type of creep are they going for with him? That just wasn't well-developed. Like, what did he even see in her? How did that even manifest? I don't, I don't get it. And that's a huge hole. Like, why is he obsessed with her? Like, they never give us any kind of reason for that. And he, because, like, he, he goes in this weird little rant about, like, everything he did for her, how he helped her at work. But there's no, there's nothing to support that. There's nothing for me to even think he can misconstrue what happened. Yeah, it's weird. Um, and I just, so I never made the connection, like, why her? Why does he care? And, I mean, I don't know. I get, I get not wanting to go back in time to plant that foundation because, yeah, it can get a little messy trying to, like, go back. Like, time jumps are tough to do well. But this movie, who cares? I mean, I like to hurt this movie, make it worse. We just needed something. I mean, it could even be, you know, you can almost, like, rope it into maybe he meets when he sees the nurse in the parking lot. I don't know, maybe we're have some sort of, like, him telling somebody, like, how he fell in love with her, and, and that's how he fell in love, and that's how he got obsessed, not understand how the husband, like, 
just some kind of background to do this. Some kind it of could basis. have been so easy. There's he could nothing. have been new to the office and been really socially awkward, and nobody was really accepting him into the office. And she was the nicest person to him. I mean, that's a trope that's been done before. That's something that's been done. If we're just going to be stealing other people's ideas, why don't we steal that one? It's worked before. And then he developed an infatuation with her because she was nice to him. Like, or I, I also don't really understand because he did not kidnap her before the amnesia. So we have to explain this. He. Look, I, I yeah. don't want to jump in because I want to tag on to your idea of how his obsession would go better. You know, they were strangers. Yeah. And so they have to, like, re, he, like she has to relearn how, you know, how they both fought each other. He, he could have, like, told her how he fell in love with her, and that been his, the imposter story. And then, like, later, you know, we reveal that, you know, like, he said, oh, that story I told him, that was how, I, you know, it could have been done better. Oh, yeah. Like, I could say it could have been better. It wasn't done at all. Like, there's just nothing there. And it, it could have and should have been in there. So I didn't no, want no, to you're right. Ahead. They didn't have to do a time jump. It could have just been undone in dialogue. Just a couple of lines would have cleared it up. Um, but what's so cool about that, too, is that the movie could have, like, had us kind of ship them a little bit. They're like, oh, like, I like them together. There's not one segment where I think, oh, these people work here. I like them. Like, I knew from the first time I saw that, dude, that he wasn't right. And so it would be really cool if, I thought, oh man, I like these two together, and then they start to fall apart. That oh, this is this is a facade. That would be really cool. It's like, well, wait, I like him. I don't want to be a facade, but I never felt that. I just I don't like him in this because a, when he's not great actors, and b, his story See, is garbage. See, they didn't know what to make the climax of this movie. That's what I felt. They didn't understand what type of movie they were making. If this would have been like a mystery, the reveal of him being the villain would have been the climax, and then the last act would have been everything unraveling, and then her trying to get away from him. And that would have been amazing if they had started with him in the hospital. He's a loving husband. We, the entire time, had no idea if he was really a husband or really not. And they got along great. And that would have played with our emotions quite a bit. And then when things start to go wrong, we're like, ooh, is he, isn't he? And then, oh, he's, you know, a psycho. Then that would have been really interesting. But as it is, (laughs) which is not the movie we saw, he... He never he never kidnapped her before the amnesia situation. What he did was he's a complete stranger to her, worked with her, and then broke into her house with her real husband, murdered her real husband, and then was the intention was to murder her. Like Yeah, like this is unfolding and like because he's saying like how he's killing her. I was like, what was his yeah. plan? Was he just gonna kill her? Because how does that how does that get to his end? And then he says, oh, I probably just killed you, but then I got the second like it's just, it's such a bonkers plan because it's not a plan. Like, there's, there'd be no fulfillment, like, from his point of view in any of that that I could tell. Bonkers. Just bonkers. Like, I'm trying to, like, piece together this plan. There's nothing to piece together because it's a bunch of pieces that don't Yeah, fit. like, my assumption, until that moment, my assumption was he had her held captive before the amnesia. She escaped. He chased her. Car crash, amnesia, returned her to the home that he had held captive. That was my assumption. That is not what happened. He killed her husband, was going to kill her, then the amnesia, then somewhere between him being by her side the entire time at the hospital, set up the house, photoshopped him into the pictures, although I guess he could have done that earlier, and set up this house as a prison, which... Now that I'm thinking of it, the timeline of that doesn't even work very well. So, 
Yeah, that's bad. that is a wild combo. Like that, you feel it like that, man. It is. That's a huge hole. Yeah, yeah. I think it would have worked better if if he had if he was going to okay. He was gonna if he killed the husband and then kidnapped her, put her in the house. She escaped. Amnesia back at the house. I think that would have worked better. Anything would have worked better. Because right, <laughs> I was I was very curious to hear his motive. Like and then like I hear I was like really that's that's the motive you're gonna tell me. We're working on. That's what this movie's working on. That's what this whole movie hinges upon. That's what is it? it. That he just likes Gosh, her. Like, dumb. what was there something special about her? He just, I don't. I mean, who knows? The movie never okay, does Because, like, we get to know, like, oh, so this is the secret obsession. Movies. Sure, I guess. Why yeah. not? Okay, I didn't know if I missed something or not. So, because you know, at one point I thought, is she's like, I thought maybe she's some kind of CFO, like some like C level um, officer of the company. And he wants information out of her or something. Like, he's going to, like, get her comments. But, like, there's just nothing. Like, every idea I had was so much better than what this movie presented. And it just, there's, like, nothing. There's nothing to this movie. Literally nothing. His plan is nothing. What happens is nothing. Dennis Haysburg gets locked in a freezer. I guess that's probably the pinnacle yep, of the movie. Yeah, they have a body freezer in their garage. I refer to those type of freezers as body freezers because I have seen nothing but bodies put in them. So... Uh, my parents keep vegetables and stuff. Uh, I would dig to the bottom of that freezer immediately. <laughs> uh, I have. I have. Nothing but vegetables and steaks. Um, yes, he does get trapped in a freezer when he realizes what's going on and he goes to rescue her. Yes. He does get trapped in yeah. a freezer. And you know, there, you mentioned you know, she's hobbling around. A lot. There are multiple times like he and she are crisscrossing the house in this like cat and mouse game. And it's not like she's very moving very fast. And I just always wondered, why didn't she just grab a tire or heavy object, hide behind a corner, and just smack him in the face. Like, why are you going to try to run when that's obviously, like, the weakest thing, you, the weakest ability is you move. So the, smack him in the face So the there's tire. one scene where he chains her bad foot to the bed. And there's two things about this scene. One, she wiggles out of it, hobbles down the stairs, and I don't even know what she does. Tries to get on the internet, tries to get on her phone. I know what she doesn't do, try to escape. Uh, but she ducks. T- she ducks. She ducks. Her foot, her foot together. together. That's it, right there. She falls and, like, and breaks not her like ankle. She like and duct puts tapes some like splints on it yeah. or anything. Just duct tapes. No splints. Well, it's weird. It's do like anything. why? Why do anything at all? Like he's clearly going to see the duct tape and know that you were out. Like it's very weird. But anyway, so she hobbles back upstairs <laughs> to, to pretend like nothing happened and gets back into it. And then he comes in, and this is where she actually like fights him and knocks him unconscious. And this is what I don't understand in movies, and I'm really tired of seeing this, is when a woman knocks out a male predator and doesn't kill him. Like, kill him! <laughs> like, this man is psycho. Kill him! <laughs> like, of course Hey, this would be five up. minutes to get away. I think that's good enough. I see a five and a head start, I'm golden. Like, that's Sorry. all. And then, like, of course he's going to come after you. Like, oh my gosh, just take one more swipe and knock him out. So, um, yeah, I didn't like that. But they have their showdown. Well, then, too, like, when she hits him, she hits him with a Oh, that's face. right. And, like, I mean, I will completely give this movie the attitude that getting knocked out in a movie is nowhere near reality. Like, that, that's cool. That's great. But she hits him with a vase, but she hits him, like, the top edge, like, the flimsy, not, like, the heavy base that really would, like, crack your skull. Like, the top edge. And I, I was doing this right there because it makes zero sense. And the fact is, if you hit somebody hard enough where they're unconscious, they're going to have a whole host of problems. Yeah. I mean, like, 
will, like the biggest question will be, will they wake up? Because it's a very real possibility they won't even wake oh, up. Uh, I mean, like, and all movies kind of play fast and loose with that, so I'll give them that. But even what we saw, I wouldn't mind. And the fact that if you hit somebody hard enough to knock them out, they're going to be a little bit more. Probably a lot. And she is so fascinated with this idea that her cell phone's going to magically work. Her cell phone is clearly not going to work. I don't know why she's holding on to this idea that she's going to call for help. But instead of, like, getting in one of the many cars they have in their garage and, like, getting away, she instead hobbles out, passed into the woods, trying to get cell phone reception, which is so stupid. But that's when the cop gets out of the freezer and, um, like, assists her. They have a big fight, blah, blah, blah. The man dies. Okay, the bad guy dies. Yay. Um, and then we get to the final scene. I just want to talk about this final scene because the cop apparently no longer has. All right, can, can we stop? Because I just I can't help but reiterate this. Um, because we're getting towards the end. I just want to. I gotta go over this plan again. <laughs> this dude, he had a crush on her. <laughs> I mean, ostensibly never even met right. her, interacted with her, had a crush on her, and because of that, he's just going going. He's going to go on a murder spree and go to jail. That was the, that's the yeah. plan of yep. the movie, and I cannot get over that because I was like, "Oh man, what is it? like they're gonna they're gonna try to redeem this movie based on this plan? Like, there's gonna be something here." It's like, no, he's gonna. Oh, I really like her. I can't have her. I'm gonna kill a bunch of people. Go to Like that's. I refuse to believe. You know that. what could have made that work though is if he killed the husband and then had like a little speech where he was like. I love you. I've always loved you. Now we can finally be together. I've, I, you know, the one obstacle or whatever. And she turns him down. Like if there was a rejection, and then yeah. I could see him wanting to kill her. But yeah, you're right. Like as is his master plan after wanting nothing but her for however long years is to kill her. Yeah. Um. You know, it made it even cooler. So, like right at the, I don't know where now, um, but he confronts her. And he says, oh, you thought I was this dude? I'm not. And he pulls off, like, his face, and it's a real husband. And he's like, look, it's me. And he's like, no, it can't be. He's like, you're right. I actually got plastic surgery to look like your husband. We can make this work. <laughs> so, like, a face-off type of situation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at this point, I would take anything. Oh, my gosh. That would have been funny. Um, okay, so the very end scene, and I don't know I don't know if you were awake for this and remember, but um, the cop has come to peace with the fact that he never found his daughter. I do not like that at all. I find that unsettling at best. Um, but he's going to leave town and basically start his life, retire and, and start living his life again. She goes to visit to say, like, thank you for your help. She is hobbling again because she <laughs> literally hobbled the entire week. She's not on crutches. She's just hobbling in high heels because her foot still hasn't healed. I mean, I don't know if she needs like, ankle surgery at this point or what is going on, but I could not stand it. I could All I needed was some more staircases and it would have like completed it. <laughs> but um, she goes and she's like, thank you. And that's it. And that's basically the end of the movie. But um, yeah, oh, I had a suspicion that um, like, I really thought that because of the um, the ordeal they went through together, like I really thought that like when he was out, she's gonna like start helping him, like you know they were together because you know like why not throw them together? You're know, like really just um I was like well you know I wish they had done that because I don't like that a little bit like it makes zero sense but why not? I just I mean there was so so much I didn't like about it so anyways um yeah good pick there wonderful lovely thanks yeah this was this was bad like just very in your face blatantly 
Yeah, I feel kind of bad, but... I feel... Don't you ever feel bad bashing these movies sometimes? Because people put a lot of effort into it, you know? Like, the writers and producers. I think there's all, there's always, like, kind of things where... Well, I haven't made a movie. I've never had, written a movie that got produced and actually made. Got any room to talk. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what being a critic is. I can talk about whatever I want, however I want. And it's not like... You can't refute what I'm saying because I'm not saying anything really... False. I mean, maybe I'm being a little over the top of it. I mean, I, I probably wouldn't talk like this to the person that wrote it. I'd have some questions <laughs> for them, some very deep-seated foundational questions. But uh, I don't really feel bad. I mean, like you put this in the world, man. You got you to reap what you sow. You're gonna get that back. Yeah, I will say, um, I had another podcast for a while. And oh, I, please! Why don't you go ahead and plug more of your podcast word? No, no, no need. No need. <laughs> but. You know, I just posted a Twitter, like, I just said, oh, you know, I wouldn't recommend this show. I didn't enjoy it. Read more. And the creator of the show tweeted me back, and he was not no. happy that I didn't like it. And he, and the reason I didn't like it, it was my fault, and it was my shortcomings is why I didn't like it. And um, I enjoyed the Twitter change <laughs> quite a bit, but he was very um, fierce and very adamant that it was my fault that I didn't like it. And I was like, this is cool. Like I'll, I'm not, not going to watch any more of this because your show's garbage. But I love that you're so busy in life making stuff that you can keep. I will say that. So I'm working on a comedy horror right now that is meant to be like as if you're watching a bad horror movie. Um, and so if I'm lucky enough to get it published, I have no doubt that it will be raked over the coals just because it's purposefully meant to be done that. I would be honored, seriously honored, if people, like, read the book and actually took the time to talk about it in any regards. Like, that's kind of what justifies me doing stuff like this. Because, like, people take the time to just watch or read your work. Like, that alone, as someone who has been struggling for almost a decade (laughs) in this industry, like, I would just be happy with it. I'll take all the one-star reviews in the world. If it meant somebody actually took the time and read something, you know, like, you got to look at it like that. I actually had recently um, somebody contact me about a book that they wrote because I gave them two stars. And I had a very similar situation as your creative TV producer guy did. Um, And it was it was it was interesting. (laughs) It was interesting because, you know, they're just opinions. We're just saying opinions. If somebody else watched this movie and loved it, they can go on Twitter and tell us about it and make their case for it. I would love to hear about why <laughs> I like that. Just be a fascinating. I would love to do it too. We're just talking our opinions. There's nothing wrong with it. So, um, yeah. But I think uh, you know, I think I'm okay with uh, dishing it out. I think that if someone ever was, if if my book ever gets made into a movie and you ever review it, Ward, and you rank it over the coals, I would be honored that you took the time to do it. So that's how I feel about these type of podcasts. Yeah, like, if I did something, and it was like, man, you know, I hate it from the first word to the last word. Like, I know, you exactly. read all the last word? That's so awesome. That's awesome. Like, it's like, like, yeah, I would love to say, oh, all right, it was great. Like, that's just stirred my ego, then. But even if you say something bad, you still didn't need your reaction. Like, the, almost the worst thing is, like, somebody reads it, and, like, I never know either way. Like, if you have a reaction strong enough that you have to write about it, good or bad, that's just cool to me. Like, I would love, I love to be able to write about this. I don't care if it's good or bad. Like, 
I don't know. If they see something good about it, I'm like, whatever, man. I don't care about that. Like, I want to, I love for people to, like, criticize my stuff because that's what I'm curious about. And you about. never know, right? I mean, you can't criticize anyone I already have. I'm tough on mine. You never know what's going to become, like, a cult classic. Like, when The Room came out, did anybody really think that that was going to be something that people would be watching all these years later, loving, you know, things like Toxic Avenger, like, Rubber, all these movies that are just awful, but you love, you love to hate. So, you know, there's room at the table for all types of movies. And if anybody doesn't agree with us, that's totally fine. Just let us know what you think. It's totally fine. Everyone can have their opinions. No big deal. But that's kind of the thing, though, because, I mean, you think about it, there's a lot of podcasts review great movies and people like to talk about the great movies. There's a lot of podcasts that review bad movies. But it's kind of the middle of the road stuff, the just mediocre stuff. Nobody cares about I mean, you either got to do it really well or really bad. Well, we watched a media. I would say this is well. This is getting mediocre reviews. It's like well, it's getting like twenty percent, but like a four out of ten on IMDb. So like you know, in a couple months, I imagine it will be like out of five. So it's middle of the road. No, it should be lower. I mean, this movie is garbage. This is very, very okay. Bad. I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to like, be nice, but yes, <laughs> it's just garbage. I mean, and that's being nice. I could be mean about it. That's being nice. It's, there's just so much wrong with this movie. Can I just say I do like that they cast not a white girl in the lead. Like, let's let's put some diversity in there because representation matters. So I'll give them a point for that. I appreciate that. Yeah, that, that was good. I mean, that definitely helped. Yeah. Like, why not cast because... more diversity? Why not? There's no reason not to. So I appreciate that they at least did that. <laughs> I mean, maybe that was symbolic. You know, her husband or the fake husband. Okay, I don't. Now you're story. really. Maybe there's some depth to this movie deep, after deep, all. Deep. Why don't we wrap this up? Ward, you like to promote your podcasts, your other podcasts that I have nothing to do with on our podcast that I do, uh, that I started and brought you on. So what would you <laughs> like to promote as we wind this down? Isn't that the point of plugs? <laughs> is to plug my other stuff? Isn't that why we have a section specifically devoted to plugging Unless what else I'm some doing? some of those people listening to those podcasts come over to this podcast, I feel like you're just rubbing it in at this point. <laughs> I mean, never mind. There's, how much there's no people listening to other stuff? <laughs> because, I mean, I put so little... I don't, listen, I, I don't put a lot of effort into marketing. Like, I, don't, I do it for me at this point. <laughs> Okay, well, um, go ahead. What do you have? What do you got going on? Is there a limit to how much stuff I can plug? Like, I mean, should I plug everything just in case this is the last episode? It's not. You keep saying it's not going to be the last episode we ever. Well, okay, there's a fifty-fifty chance. Okay, go ahead and plug what you want to plug. Yeah. All right, so I've got a podcast, but it's gonna fly. Uh, I, I mean, I, I can't really sell it to you because there's really not a lot to sell. It's just me talking. And I just can't imagine there's a large uh, marketplace for that. I do the podcast for me, and that's okay. Uh, I also, I think my other podcast, Cross Netflix Screen, I think that's coming back because um, Weekly Watch is on this. But on that website, CrossNetflixStream.com, I review movies. Man, I watch a couple movies every week. I review them. My reviews, and this is no bias, my reviews are really great. I dig deep into these movies. I see things other people don't see. I would put my reviews up against anybody. So That's how good they are. That's the comment. <laughs> and then also, I've got an Instagram with Woodworks. I'm always building stuff and making stuff. And so I post pictures of it. And it's a lot of fun. Well, a lot of fun is a bit extreme. Mildly fun. I mean, like, every now and then, like, maybe, like, some really just diamonds. 
probably a lot of, I don't know, like, Okay. I'm not trying to undersell it, but I'm just trying to be accurate with what's going on. Good self-awareness. That's all I'm Ward, how many times have you invited me on your various podcasts? Like, can you count on one hand, maybe, how many times I've been invited? I could. But, you know, I've I've actually thought about it, because I'm like, well, you know, with with this podcast rising down, does that mean you have more time (laughs) than other podcasts? You make it sound like I'm quitting on this. I'm still here. I'm still doing this. Listen, guys, I got a lot well, going on this fall. I'm very, very busy. I have six very exciting projects coming up. I'm finishing my book. I'm sending it off. Um, if As long as it's not crap, there's a very good chance <laughs> that hopefully it will be published. So I just, I just got some stuff going on. I had to tone down a little bit of the podcast. But, you know, hopefully we'll be back bigger and better next year or whenever things calm down and... Yeah, you can. I will say that I've given you an open invitation to my podcast. And I've told you, like, you guys are going to say, you just let me know, like, the because my podcast, there's not like there's a strict schedule that when I record, sometimes it's like, oh, crap, this is supposed to close tomorrow. I better hurry and record this. Sometimes it's, oh, crap, this is supposed to close yesterday. I probably should record it. It's very nice. Like, you have an open invitation. Right. So I do that. So that I, all the liability is on you. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, you will. Okay. Open well, you can find us at Box Office Refund. You can find me at Nico Bell Fiction. You can find Ward doing all of his other projects everywhere else on the internet. Thank you guys so much for listening and sticking with us as we make our transition to a bi-monthly podcast. Uh, and I just, I feel like it's it's on my heart right now. I just want to apologize to the listeners. And really, I guess the people that think on our website, <laughs> because I know, I'm, like, I'm kind of in charge of that. Yes. I take ownership of that. I know it used yes. to be better. I know I used to post more yes. images and gifts, and I haven't. I I may have stopped doing that all together. I don't. Know. Oh no, you have stopped doing I, it all together. That's <laughs> okay. That that's me. I okay. think full ownership. I've kind of yeah. And there, there's a lot of things going on in the world and life. And I can make excuses. There's excuses to be made, but I'm not going to do that because really, it kind of falls. It kind of <laughs> falls on me. kind of. So, yeah, that's on me. So, if you were a fan of the website or a fan of what the website used to be or could be, that's on me. Completely on me. I'm glad you admitted it. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening, yep. guys. We'll talk to you next week. Box. Office. Refund. Box Office Refund Podcast.